1: Good morning, Mississippi, and welcome to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Nursing and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and today my guest is going to be Kathy Warwick, a registered dietitian, and we are tackling the topic of the Mediterranean diet today. If you've not heard of it, we'd love to talk with you today, or if you've tried it, loved it, hated it, or just have questions, we'd love to know. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring that's 1-877-672-7464, or you can send us an email at fit at mpbonline.org. We'll be back after the news.
2: Hi from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. President Trump says he's confident the U.S. will be able to deal with the escalating North Korean nuclear threat, but is still offering no specifics on how. And Pierre Scott Horsley recaps the president's remarks to the press this morning before Trump convened a cabinet meeting.
3: The U.S. conducted a successful test of its missile defense system over the weekend and flew B-1 bombers over Japan and South Korea in response to the latest North Korean missile test. President Trump complained via Twitter China hasn't done enough to discourage North Korea's provocative behavior. But speaking before a cabinet meeting, the president promised to address the threat somehow.
4: We'll handle North Korea. We're going to be able to handle it. It will be handled. We handle everything.
3: Trump also used the cabinet meeting to praise his new chief of staff, John Kelly, who had been serving as Secretary of Homeland Security. Scott Horsley, NPR News. The White House. The
2: State Department says it's regrettable that the Russian government has decided to kick out U.S. diplomatic personnel in Russia although the Trump administration says it's open to improving relations with Moscow. Charles maine 's reports on the fallout from the Kremlin's decision to say Russia's move is a response to a new U.S. sanctions bill passed overwhelmingly by Congress.
3: In announcing cuts of 755 personnel, Putin was in effect putting a number to last week's demand by his foreign ministry. U.S. embassy staff reduced to 455. That's the same number of Russian diplomats now working in the U.S. Putin said Russian patience for improved relations with the U.S. had run out. We've waited long enough, said Putin, hoping the situation would change for the better. But he added, it appears it will not change soon.
2: Charles Means reporting. Venezuelan President Nicolás Maduro is defending the outcome of yesterday's election for a special new assembly as a success. And P.S. Philip Reeves says electoral authorities argue that more than 8 million people voted, but this is widely disputed.
4: Maduro says the new assembly will be up and running within a week. It's packed with allies of his socialist party who rewrite the constitution. Its creation is being condemned by many foreign governments who see it as a move to grab power and annihilate the opposition who control Congress. The U.S. is promising what it calls strong, swift economic action against the architects of authoritarianism. Venezuela's opposition leaders dismiss the official turnout figure of just under 42% as wildly exaggerated. They're calling for more street protests. Philip Reeves, NPR News.
2: Sam Shepard, one of his generation's most prolific artists on stage and in film, has died. Eleven of his plays won Obie Awards. He was also awarded a Pulitzer Prize for his 1979 play Buried Child*. Shepard also earned Pulitzer nominations for True West and Fool for Love. As an actor, Shepard appeared in scores of films, including Crimes of the Heart, Country, and The Right Stuff, for which he was nominated for Best Actor in a Supporting Role at the 1984 Academy Awards. He was 73 years old. This is NPR. The Nigerian military is making what many consider to be a rare admission of fault in a military operation, and Pierre Zafabiquist Arcton says the army initially reported that all civilians targeted in the attack had been rescued. Well, today, the military conceded its early figures were, regrettably, wrong. Head of Nigeria's Armed Forces Public Relations, Brigadier Sani Kukaseka-Usman, says errors in its earlier statement were not deliberate. The military reported nine soldiers and one civilian killed in Tuesday's presumed Boko Haram ambush in the northeast. The army had announced the rescue of all civilian members of the University of Medugri oil exploration team hired by the government-owned petroleum company, Contradictory reports emerged saying about 60 people were dead, including university geology department staffers in the bloodiest attack by Boko Haram this year. Nigeria's acting president has ordered military chiefs to relocate to the troubled northeast despite repeated claims that Boko Haram is a spent force. Ophelia Christockton, NPR News, Accra. The man in charge of overseeing the biometrics technology Kenya is using to prevent voter fraud reportedly has been found dead of apparent murder. That today from the chairman of the African Country's Electoral Commission. The opposition has accused President Uhura Kenyatta of attempting to rig the August 8th vote, a claim Kenyatta disputes. At the last check on Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 77 points at 21,907. The Nasdaq is off nearly 20 points at 6,355. S&P is up a fraction at 2472. I'm Lakshmi Singh, NPR News.
3: Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Fidelity Investments, taking a personal, dedicated approach to wealth planning to help clients build, grow, and preserve their family's wealth. Learn more at fidelity.com wealth. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit with Dr. Josie Bidwell on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, fit at mpbonline.org. And now, Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio.
1: Are listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio, and I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Nursing and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and today I have with me Kathy Warwick, who's a registered dietitian, and she's no stranger to this show. She's been on several times before, but we're so happy to have you back this morning, Kathy. Thank you for having me. And I'm very excited about our topic today because we're talking the Mediterranean diet, and we'll get to what that is in just a second, but if, if our listeners have questions about the Mediterranean diet and what the heck it is, or how you might get started on it, we would love to talk with you. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 877 You can always send me an email at fit at mpbonline.org. Now,
5: Kathy, remind us what you, what it is that you do every day. I'm a certified diabetes educator, so I spend the majority of my time teaching people what to eat to not develop diabetes. So if they have prediabetes or they're... Family risk factors are really there, and they don't want to have it. We talk about, you know, healthy eating and and physically moving your body more and that kind of thing. And I also teach those who have diabetes um, what to eat and how to get better control of their diabetes.
1: Excellent. We all need we all need that. Whether we have diabetes, or we're in the pre diabetic range, or we just want to maybe lose a little bit little bit of weight or get healthier, we've all got to move more. And watch what we eat, right? And so we've been talking the past couple weeks. Uh, we talked about the Dash diet a couple weeks ago, um, because once again, it was named the number one diet um, in America. In America, <laughs> and for for good reason. I mean, it's just good basic nutrition. Um, it's marketed towards high blood pressure, but it really works for weight loss, diabetes, really just general good healthy eating. Um, and so I wanted to talk about kind of the next. Closest diet pattern to the DASH <laughs> diet, which is the number two diet pattern out there, which is the Mediterranean diet. And that's kind of a buzzword you hear folks throw around a lot of the, I'm going to eat in the Mediterranean way, you know, but what does that mean? What does it mean to have a Mediterranean
5: diet? Well, it's interesting because um, if you kind of put it up there um, side by side with our, quote, typical American diet, what what their real big differences are is that we kind of tend to do more meat and potatoes, burgers and fries. And the Mediterranean diet has, um, if you're familiar with the old um Food pyramid, pyramid right. that, that was used to be on all the labels in the grocery store. Um, the basis of our food pyramid tends to be more red meat, more starches and simple starches and potatoes, and and not near as many vegetables. And so the the Mediterranean diet sort of turns that pyramid upside down a little bit. And the basis of it is exercise. Which I and, love that that's an actual the foundation because it's true. It's yeah. true. So we've all got to move our bodies more. Period. You know, you can follow whatever diet you want, but to be really successful with improving your health, the the exercise is the foundation. And then the next level of that pyramid is fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds and that kind of thing. So it 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 builds on a big foundation mostly of more fruits and vegetables.
1: And so we're gonna go through some tips today on how you might could start to eat in a more Mediterranean like pathway, but why would we want to do that? What,
5: what's so good about the Mediterranean diet? What they've done plenty of studies, and the interesting thing is they've done it with folks with heart disease, with folks with diabetes, with folks at risk for all those things, and what they find is as we gradually sort of cut back on the excess fat and cut back on the excess red meat and those simple starches, and we can begin to substitute more fruits and vegetables, we have a lot lower levels of inflammation in the body. And, you know, that's a big buzzword in health these days, because we know that sort of the beginnings of heart disease and a lot of the bad complications that come with diabetes are, are due to this higher level of inflammation. So our typical American diet seems to cause more inflammation which starts that process of heart disease and diabetes so the the mediterranean diet by substituting those more fruits and more veggies throughout the day and changing the types of fat that you use seems to lower the inflammatory processes and, and, and seems to then help prevent heart disease and diabetes. So it's a, it's a real interesting diet. They've learned this from watching different populations that eat this way and also from these studies where they've had folks switch right. uh, from that typical American diet to a Mediterranean diet.
1: What I find so uh, shocking is when When you look at plates that are built based on the traditional way that we eat and then look at at more plant-based or more Mediterranean-type eating patterns, the colors are so different. When you look at our plate, everything's kind of brown, Brown, you know, (laughs) everything's brown. Uh, And that may be because it's, uh, you know, just starches. Um, Bread, meat or everything has gravy on it you know those are a lot of ways that we build our plate but when you look at more um, you know Mediterranean style it's it's pretty you Mm -hmm. know there's so many different colors on on the plate and you really do eat you know you eat with your eyes and it looks it looks so much prettier to eat so you know that's kind of one of my tips when I'm trying to get folks to maybe eat more Fruits, eat more vegetables, is just try and make your plate have at least one thing on it that's a different color. A different color. And, you know, even our vegetables that we do here in the South, they're delicious, but we cook them to death and they kind of wind <laughs> exactly. up this kind gray, of gray, brownish <laughs> green color, you know, so put something on there that's bright and pretty, whether it be, you know, orange bell peppers and, you know, kale, something that's just bright and pretty on that plate that that right. is going to not
5: be so drab looking on that. And, I, you know, how many different colors can you eat during a day? Right. That's kind of a fun thing, too, because you know that the different colors of those fruits and vegetables provide different vitamins and minerals. So you get a variety, you get a better chance that you're meeting all your nutritional needs as well. So kind of thinking about what you put in your mouth and how does that benefit your total nutrition for the day, you know, make sure it has a nutritional value right. and and so it's a nutrient rich Type right. idea because jelly well.
1: beans come in all colors, <laughs> and that does not count if you just are eating uh, jelly beans and Skittles in all the, the rainbow. In all the colors. Because that's one of the things I talk to little kids about is we want to eat the rainbow. Mm-hmm. And we talk about the different foods that come in the different shades of the rainbow and how to eat those. But that is also a marketing tool for some candy out there, and so that's not what I'm talking about, right. eating that rainbow. We just want to eat you know a variety of nice, pretty, bright, colored foods to get get our nutrients. And like we
5: talked about Mississippi, we're very blessed to have farmer's markets and local, you know, fresh tomatoes and squash and zucchini and okra and all that good stuff in the summertime. And my cantaloupes are getting ripe every day in my garden. And, you know, so just, just, we've got an inexpensive, wonderful variety of of good fresh fruits and veggies here in the south and it's 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 a really good thing
1: and you know even for folks who may not have access
5: to that you know frozen frozen is fine frozen is fine even canned is okay and you know if you're watching your blood pressure you look for those no salt added varieties I know there's a um sort of a snobby uh you know, everything's got to be fresh um, to count as a fruit or a veggie. But that's actually not true. Um, And it doesn't actually have to be organic either to have nutritional value. So, you know, fresh, frozen, canned, all of that counts. Yeah. You know, I would so much rather see somebody
1: choose a a canned veggie over a bag of potato chips any Any day day of the week. You know, it's about better choices, you know, and that's what I try. And, And hit home is you know life is crazy and life is hectic and you know we all reach for convenience items at some point in time um but if we can pick the healthier of those options then then that's where we're going to reap the the greatest health benefits from that so right. and we know. don't have
5: to spend our whole budget right on special or diet or you know fancy Fancy stuff. We yet. don't have to do fancy.
1: And usually you wind up throwing away the vast majority of the fancy that you buy because for like me, you just get blinded by all the all the pretty in the in the produce section and you're like, Ooh, I want some of that and some of that and some of that and with, you know, Pinterest now, you know, everybody pins everything on Pinterest and decides they're gonna make these Beautiful meals. Beautiful meals. And most of us wind up coming home and going, yeah, no, that's not that's not going to happen <laughs> today. In real life today, I'm today not going to. Today we're having a sandwich, yeah. you know, and that's okay. But, you know, if you're wanting to try, you know, a new vegetable or try something fresh, you know, just try one thing, uh, you know, a week and just... You know, buy the portion that you know you and your family would be able to consume and not these massive quantities of every healthy thing in the store because you're going to waste it.
5: And there's nothing wrong with making a good spaghetti sauce. And then if you've got some pickier members of your family, chopping up those squash and zucchini and mushrooms into tiny pieces and throwing them into the red sauce because it's still an additional vegetable and a lot of times kids are more accepting of vegetables if they're kind of if they
1: camouflaged look like yeah, if they look like something else <laughs> they
5: already normally eat right so if you guys have tips
1: for getting more veggies in your diet, we would love to hear from you today. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 You can send us an email at fit at mpbonline.org. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about fats. What's the good fat, what's the bad fat, and is butter terrible for us? We'll be back after the break.
3: Member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to MPBonline.org. I'm Kevin Farrell, the host of Money Talks
4: on MPB Think Radio. Each week, Nancy Lotter Janderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College, joins me and answers questions about credit, investing, saving for retirement, and all things finance. Also, we invite you to call in and share your successes in navigating the personal finance challenges that we all face. Money Talks, Tuesday mornings at
3: 9 on MPB Think Radio. News you can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. This is Southern Remedy, healthy and fit on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or you can email the show, fit at mpbonline.org.
1: Josie Bidwell here with my guest, Kathy Warwick, a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator. And we're talking all about the Mediterranean diet. And you can't talk about the Mediterranean diet without talking about plant-based diets, because it really is one of the hallmarks of a more Mediterranean eating style pattern. And before we went on the break, we were talking about how you can add more veggies to your um, meal. And you mentioned cutting up stuff and putting it in your pasta sauce. And you actually... One thing I learned several years ago is carrots, adding carrots to your red sauce because, uh, you know, growing up, the way I saw my grandmother cook is she always added a little bit of sugar to her uh-huh. tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. But I guess, you know, she always said it was to take the canned taste out of the tomatoes, but that's what she would add. And so you just got to thinking, you know, what is a sweeter tasting vegetable that is relatively the same color as pasta sauce? And carrot usually fits that bill pretty good. It's one of the sweeter vegetables out mm-hmm. there. It's got more natural sugars in it. So whenever I'm doing my pasta sauce and the way we do it in our teaching kitchen, you know, we start with some garlic and some onions because that's, that's the totally. good the good flavor and some shredded carrot in there now not like the bag of shredded carrots because those are kind of fibrous still but actually shred some carrot yourself and it really just melts into that pasta sauce you won't see it you don't see it you don't even taste it that it's mm-hmm. carrot in there but you're getting a little bit of extra veg in there you're
5: getting some natural sweetness instead of adding some sugar in on top of there exactly so and then you know you can eat those raw veggies like got i, I tend to prefer raw carrots over cooked carrots myself and so they're kind of sweet and crunchy and they are easy to take for a snack and so i saw a really cute idea you mentioned pinterest where people took a little canning jar put a little bit of ranch dressing in the bottom of the jar and then stood the carrot sticks Mm -hmm. up in there and the celery sticks in there and then put the lid on. And you can take that to work and put it in the fridge and chill it and that can be a great snack. So using your raw veggies as a snack between meals counts as well, Mm -hmm. you know, because you've got to have convenience. And that actually works well for
1: parties. It does. Because you can get those little plastic glasses and put your little dip in the bottom Mm -hmm. and put your veggies in there and then people can pick it up and carry it. And they're not trying to chase a you know a
5: A dip around the table or around your
1: plate. And you don't have to worry about double dipping and all that kind of other stuff. So, you know, set your guests up for success when you've got a a party like that and let them help them choose a healthier option. We're gonna go to Mobile and talk to Mikey this morning. She's got a tip and a question. Good morning, Mikey.
0: Hey, good morning. Thank you for answering. Absolutely. Um, uh, I have recently discovered because I found them on sale. A small bag of snow peas, Mm -hmm. and that when I ate those along with the sandwich, it was much better than chips.
1: I agree, I eat snow peas all the time.
0: Well, I can get them, you know, right? Because I'm this is mobile here, Um, (laughs) um, uh, and the other thing is uh, lasagna the best lasagna that I have ever had. I'll get to the question at the end of when I explain. Um, <laughs> the best lasagna that I've ever had uh, with, was with a lady's family uh, who was a doctor of um, biology and uh, a professor, in fact. And um, it was so good. And I said, how can, you, how can this turn out so great? And they looked at me like kind of like with amazement and went, well... We just did it overnight, you know. It's like we, we put it in the in the uh, microwave. Okay, first of all, I said, "Do you is this the no-bake lasagna? And they said, no, no way. Mm-hmm. This is also the mother of five, I might mention. That's the most important thing I should have said, if I haven't already said it. Um, uh, so she knew what she was doing. Um, and uh, they layered the the uh, lasagna with the other vegetables and uh, the other uh, sauces. And uh, it just, like I said, it just really knocked my socks off. What kind of veggies
1: Uh, were in this lasagna? Beg pardon? What kind of veggies were in this lasagna?
0: Uh, well, of course, the usual, you know, um, uh, in the sauce, you know, uh, onions, carrots. Uh, I mean, the, the celery. There may have been carrots because, like, as I say, she was the, the mother of five, so you know, she had to have that sweetness in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and the uh, um, uh, of course the herbs and things. Um, but what they explained to me and possibly squash,
2: mm-hmm. um, right?
5: Mm-hmm. I use zucchini in mine. Yeah, me too.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but what was, it, what was, or maybe even eggplant. Right. I don't know. Or and were mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, apparently the process was the same, and that's why I was so impressed. You know, and still am. And of course, garlic. You know, garlic, garlic, garlic everywhere. Um, uh, but uh, they they said that their method was to put it in a, a microwavable dish. You know, this was a large dish because this was a large family. And um, cover it with, uh, do it the night before, layer the layers, uncooked, Mm -hmm. uncooked pasta, and uh, then put the uh, microwave, plastic wrap, plastic wrap over the top to keep the moisture in and let everything blend and then cook it for an hour in the microwave. And I thought this was just
1: genius. Wow, that is very cool.
0: <laughs> like I said, genius. I <laughs> because we, you know, they, they were feeding um, about ten people.
1: Wow, what else you got for us, Mikey? Did you have a question we can help you with as well?
0: Uh, well, uh, geez, I'm sorry. That was—is uh, that safe?
1: Is that safe? Cooking it in the microwave? Yes, ma'am. Well, you know, of course... Doing it it, with that method. Doing it with that method.
0: Yes. As long as... Refrigeration with covered and then cooking it until it's done the next... Evening.
1: Right. As long as everything stays in the right temperature range, that should be fine. So, you know, when you're cooking things, which I do a lot on Sundays, I'll cook my meals for the week and then store them in the fridge Mm -hmm. and pop them in the oven later Um, for that. You know, as long as everything is Cooked appropriately, chilled down to the safe temperature, and then placed in the refrigerator—that's all fine. Um, as far as cooking in the microwave, you know, it's just a way to heat things up. Um, you know, sometimes microwaves can give a little uneven heating pattern to them, so you might find some, you know, cooler spots down in the meal. Uh, and I've have a hard time cooking in the microwave and not getting the edges to. Rubbery, crunchy, and the inside is still a little cold. Mm -hmm. Um, But they do make some convection microwaves that can help with that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But as long as everything is cooked to the appropriate temperature, that should be fine. What do you think,
5: Kathy? I I like to do that type layering of all the ingredients and let it stay overnight. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, just throw it in the oven while I go walk the dog. Right. And that's ready (laughs) when you cook it in the regular oven because, you know, I just it works really well but the noodles soften up and it doesn't it it doesn't take as long i think for it to get done all the way through but the lasagna with all those good veggies in there is a great way to add um you know more nutrition and and more vegetables to that meal Mm -hmm. i thought about when you said snow peas another one of my favorite snacks is edamame oh yes and uh, they now have that in the frozen section that you can just toss in the microwave and it makes a great um side for your sandwich or side for your meal or throw it in with your salad so that's another good way to add some protein and some fiber to the meal and some color.
1: Yes, absolutely. I love edamame. I have some in my freezer right now as we speak. Mm -hmm. It's one of my go-tos, and we'll talk about why it's one of my go-tos in a second. I want to get back to um, the whole fat debate and good fat versus bad fat, because (laughs) I hear folks all the time say, "Um, yeah, I can eat that because it's a good fat.
5: What on earth is a good fat, and is there (laughs) such a thing? All right. The Mediterranean diet has... um, uh, one of the major components of it is that there's a lot more olive oil um extra virgin olive oil is kind of one of the things that of course in Italy and greece they they grow the olives they make the olive oil all of that is you know part of their culture so um that's one of that's the main fat that they use now it, what I do for people to simplify life is just to say. You know, we we went through the cycle of butter's bad for you, so we invented margarine, and then we came back and said, well, maybe, maybe margarine's, margarine's not, not good. Yeah. Right. So so what I tell people is if it's a solid at room temperature, so if it's a stick of butter or a stick of margarine, it is not as good for your heart. It it will raise your bad cholesterol, and sometimes margarine can raise your bad cholesterol and lower your good cholesterol. There's that double whammy that we call the result of the trans fat. So if it's a liquid at room temperature, or even if it's a tub margarine that if you left it at room temperature, it becomes a liquid if you forget it and sit it out on the kitchen counter. Those are typically much better for your heart. So again, you don't have to spend a fortune on fancy high dollar oils awesome olive oils. right? But but use a variety of those oils and you know whatever big store you're shopping in they they don't make olive oil but if it's the store brand They typically purchased it from that company that you know the name brand. And if you can buy it for a couple dollars a bottle less, that's certainly fine to do. But using olive oil or using a liquid oil as opposed to more of those solid fats. Now, my dad's a really good cook, and a lot of times when he's sauteing things, he'll use mostly olive oil and then put just a pat of real butter because he likes the flavor. And so you can certainly transition to using more olive oil by mixing Mm -hmm. your favorite fats. Um, What we're getting away from is bacon grease is our seasoning and, you know, our salt pork and all of our good Southern favorites. We don't have to give them up totally, but if you could use more olive oil and then just a, a a little speech, bit, of, a little, little bit in yeah. there for the flavor. Um, that's a really good way to sort of work your way towards more of that healthy fat cooking. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we want food to taste good.
1: I mean, food has sure. to taste good or nobody eats it. We yeah, need to enjoy our meals. That's always what I say when I start a cooking class is, you know, yes, we're going to look at healthy ways we do this. But it has to taste good because nobody cares if it's super healthy. If it doesn't taste good. I bought some these little cracker things the other day that looked amazing. The package was beautiful and the, you know, the, it, I was like, these are going to be fantastic. I'm going to use these for my hummus and it's going to be delicious. I almost could not swallow it. It was so <laughs> dry and it was it was terrible. And I forgot to tell my dad who was staying with us not to eat that. And he went along and just, you know, he's a dimbler And he just picked one up and he just started spitting. And he said, <laughs> you need your money back on those because they are <laughs> terrible. So, you know, healthy food has to taste good, too. And so sometimes we do have to add some things to that to make it taste good. And one thing we do, you know, I grew up. Uh, with fried cabbage. You know, that was just one of the things that, that you had. And I love some fried cabbage. And when I go home to see my mama, I want some fried cabbage. I just do. And, you know, the way we used to do it is we... Fried it in bacon grease. Bacon grease, You of know, it was delicious. But, you know, I've uh, worked with my mom as well, and we've changed over to eating some different ways. So she uses a little bit of olive oil to, to do that cabbage in. And then we bake some bacon off in the oven, and then we'll crumble a few pieces of over that bacon top. over the top. So we still get that little bit of bacon flavor, but that cabbage didn't just sit there and stew in, you know, all this saturated fat all day long.
5: And it's still delicious and again you're not cooking it to death right you're you're leaving it just a tad bit crunchy Mm -hmm. and um that preserves a lot more of the nutrition in any of your vegetables that way um we've gotten fairly lazy and our um children have left home so we use a lot of those steam fresh vegetables Mm -hmm. so you just throw them in the microwave in the bag you steam them we eat the whole bag and you throw the bag away and uh, and and i don't mind ever um paying for those because I feel like I don't waste them. My kids are at home and I use those because, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: you get home at 6 o'clock and, you know, they're starving. They're starving. It's dinner time. They've got homework to do. They, you know, they're minor boys. They smell like the inside of a gym (laughs) bag. You know, I don't know what they do and what they roll in when they're at school to make them smell like that. But, you know, we've got a whole list of stuff we got to get done. Before bedtime. Before bedtime, which, you know, is supposed to be at at 8 o'clock, which is just, it just doesn't happen. You know, I just, I can't make it happen all the time. Um so we use those a lot. I you know I also am okay spending a little extra money to get the pre-chopped things, you know I get exactly. pre-chopped onions and pre-chopped garlic and all that kind of stuff. I love to cook and I would love to spend hours in the kitchen cooking, but that is just not not the real world. Not the real world, you know, the vast majority of my day. So I'll, you know, I'll spend an extra 50 cents to get something topped up for myself. And you can have those frozen as well. Absolutely. There's always a thing of frozen peppers and frozen onions in my freezer because that's mm-hmm. the way you can start layering flavor down and
5: building really healthy, delicious vegetable based meals. Right. And, and flavor is a lot more to do with um, sometimes your spices and seasonings and less to do with you know, you can put a lot of of oil in a in a pot of peas, but it doesn't really impart much great flavor. So, like you said, just a tiny bit of bacon, or even a little liquid smoke to give it that bacon flavor, or you can add your onions and garlic and bell peppers and Mrs. Dash and all those other good things to give it more flavor and use less fat. Mm-hmm. Um, so the let you know we we talk about healthy fats, and then I think people imagine that you just use as much as you want. Right. So another piece of the puzzle is sort of learning the portion control part of that because it still has a lot of calories. So if we're working to try to lose a few pounds, you can overdo how much healthy fat you're putting into foods as well. So just enough, you know, to add the 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 texture the flavor the 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 mouth feel that you want but not overdoing it yeah. and you know every
1: tablespoon of of oil or fat is 14 grams of fat you know Yeah. i mean it's it's gets to be a couple
5: hundred extra calories yeah. so you you really want to be aware of that um but but swapping out those those healthy fats for probably our more traditional fats you've still got to find the good flavor and play with some different herbs and spices that's always a good way to do it a lot of my favorite spices are some of the cajun mm-hmm. um, Mantu. mixes and and they've now you know all got a salt-free version right. so you can do that as well yeah. and add a little hot pepper sauce the I vinegar love my pepper food spicy so mm-hmm. I'm
1: always adding cayenne and red pepper flakes to mine but you know a good tip on your spices if you feel like you're not getting the flavor out of those that you would your know, spices expire you know, if you've had them for the a while for a while. They <laughs> lose their potency and so you're not gonna get as much flavor on there. And so being a nurse, you know, nurses anytime we open a package in the hospital, we, we date it. Well, we, and date. we date it. We <laughs> take well, I have a little Sharpie that I wear on my badge, I take it off and I date it. This is when it was opened. So I'm a nerd and that's what I do with my spices at home too, is I date it, and so I know how long that thing's been open in my cabinet. And, and if it's been there longer than six months or a year, I'm
5: chunking it. A lot of those fresh um, herbs and spices. I mean, if you have a, a empty couple of flower pots, they're so easy to grow as well. You know, if you grow a little basil, fresh basil, it, it doesn't take much, and it gives it a really wonderful flavor. You know, if you if you have a little bit of a green thumb or not, you can usually grow those on your back porch. Oh yeah, we'll talk
1: about my herb garden in just a second. But I want to talk to uh, uh, let's go to Jackson and talk about carrots this morning. Hello.
0: Good morning. My name is Marlou. Hi, Marlou. Hi. I'm enjoying your program. Well, thank you. I heard you talking about carrots. Yes. I love carrots, especially the little mini ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I wanted your opinion. What is more nutritional, the cooked ones or the raw ones? Oh that's a
5: good question. Um in general if if you like Josie said we don't cook them to quote to death. Mm-hmm. If we just steam them a moment or um you know cook them in the microwave for just a minute or just soften them up but not cooking them to mush, generally they have very similar nutritional value. So even the frozen, you know, veggies that you buy and then you microwave them for a minute or you steam them They retain a lot of their nutritional value. It's only when we cook them in a large amount of water for too long, and you can see it. You can see the orange color in the water in the bottom of the pot when you're done cooking if you've overdone it. So in general, I like them raw, but I like them steamed too, and they're probably both very good for you.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Great program. Thank Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening, and thank you for calling.
0: Thank and you are Bye-bye.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, I love my vegetables raw, usually, you know in particular broccoli, so broccoli, you know it's one that a lot of people love, and you know you'll see it on restaurant menus all the time, a steamed side of broccoli. I would rather lick my toe than eat a steamed broccoli, like I just I can't handle it i don't it just i don't. But it's, raw, it's good. But raw, I love it. I mean, I absolutely adore broccoli in the raw state, but I cannot handle it cooked. So if you think you don't like a vegetable,
5: try, try it in it a different in, form. Yeah, try it in a different way. Like I would eat a spinach salad every day, but cooked spinach is not really my favorite. Oh, yeah. But I love raw spinach. Yeah. And so, so try it different ways. Raw spinach with some strawberries on top makes for a really nice side salad. It takes about 30 seconds to prepare.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm, my mom's the same way. She does not like cooked spinach and i keep fixing it for her and she says i love you but i'm not going to eat that like stop (laughs) making that so you know try things in multiple different ways if you've guys got tips out there for getting more fruits and veggies in your diet or if you have questions about the mediterranean diet or just healthy eating in general we'd be happy to take your calls our number is 1-877-672-7464 and our email is fit at mpbonline.org we'll be back after the break
3: Remedy is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by the generous support from you, our listeners. Your
4: home for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. In the morning, my MPB public media app is always ready to give me the morning snooze. It's 6 o'clock. This is
2: MPB Think Radio.
4: And all throughout the day, checking up on my favorite MPB programs is just a clip.
2: With Jeremy Hobson, it's here and now.
4: Swipe. We're looking for anybody who enjoys eating. Or scroll away. I'm Walt Grayson. Welcome to Mississippi Road. My MPB public media app is always ready to keep me informed and entertained the way I want, when I
3: want. Download the app now on your favorite device. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. This is Southern Remedy, healthy and fit on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, fit at mpbonline.org.
1: Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, and I'm here today with my guest and friend Kathy Warwick, who is a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator, and we're talking about plant-based diets, the Mediterranean diet, and just how to get more fruits and veggies into your diet on a daily basis. And we were talking about herbs, and you mentioned how easy it is to grow herbs. And we were talking over the break, and I said I can kill most anything, <laughs> but I can grow an herb. So you know, my Mother's Day present this year, the boys. Um, and I called my husband and my two kids the boys. They're right. just collectively the boys. They um, purchased uh, herbs for me and came home and planted them. That was my Mother's Day. So I've got basil, I've got rosemary, I've got chives, and I've got uh, thyme and parsley. And that basil will take... Over, I mean, I have a basil bush now mm-hmm. going on, and it's fantastic. You know, I made uh, pasta last night, went right out the back door, Pinked picked off ha- a couple of leaves, right. And you feel very, um, you feel very hip and cool when you just go out and <laughs> harvest something right out your back porch and come back in and cook with it. And you know, I said I can kill anything. I killed succulents. Like I didn't really think you, you know, the little cactus. Oh, thing. I have. Some I of didn't those really sticks. think you could kill those, but you can because <laughs> <laughs> that was the other part of my most. Present resin. And they are now just a bowl of dirt because they're sleeping. I could not keep those alive. So, <laughs> but I can do herbs. So they really are easy. Now I've seen folks say, should I start with a plant or should I start with a seed? Well, if you're new to it, I would start with a little plant and, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it takes... A long time for the seed to kind of come to fruition for that, and you can kind of get a little little discouraged with that. So just start with a little small plant and and try that. And basil is probably one of the easiest ones. I mean, it requires and there are several
5: different flavors.
1: Of oh, basil, there are just lemon fun. basil and you know all different kinds of basil. So
5: you know just give it a whirl and try it. And you can even grow it inside on your windowsill in you the can. in the cooler months. And if you start the seeds. Um, in, a, in the earlier part of the spring, like maybe February or March inside, and get some little baby plants yeah. going, as soon as it warms up in March, you can put them out on the back porch and they'll just go crazy. They will. They will. They will go crazy. I mean, I'm giving away
1: basil. I'm like, oh, who, yeah. Who needs some basil? Because we have <laughs> plenty at our house. and it's Great for pesto and all kinds of good things. Mm-hmm. And you can actually put it in the blender, blend it up with a little bit of oil, and freeze it. You can put it you in can. an ice cube tray and freeze it, and then put it in a Ziploc baggie, and you'll have kind of little... Basil bombs to add to your to your meals during the winter. Exactly. So while you've got the abundance of it, you know, make sure you put some up. Absolutely. And I've, I've, and you can dry it. You can lay you it can out dry and dry it out. It. So there's lots of different ways that you can fix it and store it for long term use. We've got a caller in in the car. Bonnie is in her car and has a question about beets or a comment. Good morning, Bonnie. Hi. How
0: are you? I'm Thank great. You for taking my call. Sure. My question is, if beets. I, that's the only vegetable I do not like. Right. Uh, and I've tried my best to like it. so And I understand it's healthy for you. So
5: is there any way that you think maybe I can disguise it uh, <laughs> enjoy uh, I'm kind of with you on that one, Bonnie. Uh, Beets are kind of the thing that I'm not as crazy about either. But um, I like them pickled. Have you ever done with just used a little vinegar and sweet onion and just kind of um, let them marinate?
0: Don't like them pickled. <laughs> don't like pickles. Pickle. Yeah, you know, The okay. other
5: southern, you know, dish is is where they where they make them kind of sweet and sour. I don't know if you've tried that. But, again, um, I teach folks with diabetes, so I don't encourage making the sweet sauce necessarily. But adding a little Splenda or some other sweetener to it, you know, may be something that you might like better. I don't know.
1: Bonnie, have you tried the golden beets? No, I haven't so i I'm Maybe the same like yeah, I'm the same way with you, like a red beet i just I've tried it multiple ways, of course, we all kind of grew up seeing it come out of that can and that pickled juice, which was just uh, torture, it was not good, um, and then I've tried roasting them, which is actually the kind of caramelizes some of their natural sugars in it. makes them taste really good. But the red beets, I still don't like them. But the golden beets are a little less bitter. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I found that I can do those and I'll roast them. So I just cut them, you know, peel them, cut them up, put a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper on them, roast them in the oven. And then I put them in a salad with like some feta and some walnuts and, you know, a kind of a sturdier lettuce and a little vinaigrette. And they're actually pretty delicious that way.
0: Oh, okay i think i'll try it that way hopefully it'll work yes it'll let
1: me, so me know if it does
0: okay all Thank right you. bonnie have a, have
1: a day. you too thanks so much for calling and so why i've got on trying to figure out how to do this beet thing is because i'm trying to get more veggies in and you know actually i'm trying to be much more plant-based in the way that i'm eating not not vegan, um, not even really vegetarian, but way less red meat um, and even less poultry. So I'm really trying to do more fish, Uh, And more plant-based sources of protein, but I'm struggling. And one of the things I'm struggling with is finding protein sources. So talk to me about protein and and why we
5: need it, and how we can get it if we don't want to chew down on a big piece of meat every day. Exactly. And and the thing is, we have sort of a misconception about how much protein we need in our diet every day. Um, You know, for instance, if um, you're a female and you're you know the average woman about 150 pounds, you know, you really don't have to have 80 or 100 grams of protein a day, you know, you can get by really be healthy with somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 to 50 grams, you know, and that's not a lot because each ounce of meat has about seven or eight grams of protein. So if you do the math, you know, we're only talking about a couple of three ounce servings, which is really the size of the palm of your hand or the size of a deck of cards, so if you've got uh, a little bit of, of meat um, in your diet, that's can be a couple times, three times a week, try to do fish. We're trying to incorporate more. I mean, you can make tuna salad and you can use the canned
0: I cannot because I
5: hate tuna. <laughs> I hate canned tuna.
0: <laughs> so
5: not for me, but I hear you. But you can, you know, the the oily fish are the ones that are better for your heart, and so we know things like salmon and tuna, and, and even the cold water fish like cod, and and I use those a lot of times in a in a even in a salad as well. But think in terms of our southern heritage, and our grandparents didn't eat meat every meal, and because they just the didn't padded. have it. it, it it was it was not affordable for them, and they may have raised their own chickens and their own. Cattle, but they still only killed one cow a year. You know, they they just minimally ate meat. Right. So how did they get their protein? And in the South, we do um, a lot more beans and peas in our in our culture. So we had black-eyed peas and pinto beans and all of our good lima beans and butter beans, if you like. And if you take any bean or pea and you put it together with, you know, say brown rice or or a healthy whole grain rice. And or corn, you put those two together, you get all the protein building blocks that you need You get a complete protein. It's the equivalent of a piece of meat. So in the South, we can do a big old veggie plate with black eyed peas or pinto beans and a little bit of corn and then fill it up, fill up the rest of your plate with those green and yellow and orange and those different veggies to get a complete protein. So you can actually add quinoa or some of those higher protein grains as your starch, you can, you can do a lot of that cheese is actually, um, you know, like a Cheese stick, uh, uh, and those little mozzarella, mozzarella, mozzarella cheese sticks. is yeah. a great snack, and that's another you know ounce of protein for your day. So kind of spreading it out through the day. Peanut butter is a great source of protein, and it's the peanut oil that's better for your heart. So you can do an apple dipped in peanut butter. You can do the cheese, uh, the, the little snack cheese stick with a piece of fruit as a snack, um, and nuts. Nuts are a great source of. The healthy fat for your heart, and a little protein as well. Um, and for my diabetic folks, that's a really good in-between meal snack because it doesn't tend to raise your blood sugar. Right. So there are a lot of other sources of protein besides, you know, animal meats. Right. And it's a good
1: way to kind of cut uh cost
5: as well at the grocery store.
1: Really the most expensive thing that you purchase is your your protein source. It's exactly. gonna be, you know, your red meat and your, your chicken and your pork is gonna be the expensive stuff. So, you know, we had been trying at least once once a week to kind of have our little meatless Monday and not mm-hmm. do um a meat source. But it just kind of was a happy accident for me. I you know, I like to write my meals down and I was a couple of days behind on my food journal. And so I was journaling my food and I go, huh i had any meat in three days. And I didn't really miss, miss it that it bad. Next. You know, so then it became, I wonder how long I can do this for. And so it's been about three, two and a half, three months that I've been mostly not eating at least red meat. I think I've had red meat two or three times. And I really kind of feel
5: bleh after I eat, eat, it. eat it, you know.
1: <laughs> um, but every now and then I do, you know, feel like I need a little little hamburger and that's okay, you know. But um it, eating out has been you know, one of the bigger struggles of finding, right. um, you know, vegetarian or meatless protein options out, uh, out and about. So I've kind of got to get a little bit creative with
5: that. Uh, but you can do it. If you, you do, can do it, you can it do yeah. It. And a lot of the, um, like I said, you could get a vegetable plate in a place that offers, you know, sort of a. But macaroni a plate. and cheese is not a vegetable. No, no. Although it often comes on the vegetable it does. plate, <laughs> it is not a vegetable. So does um mashed potatoes and gravy yeah. which which I don't count as a vegetable either but no. um, but there are a lot of options too when you eat out and the other thing to think about when you eat out is just that the portions are very large mm-hmm. in general. And so, say you ordered a piece of, of salmon or a piece of fish, um, generally I tell people to cut it in half, take the other half home for the yeah. next meal the next day. Yeah, um, Because it really is a, a small portion that you need.
1: Yep. And well, we've got a caller about beets again. It's Frank and Jackson. Good morning, Frank.
5: Good morning, ladies. How are
1: you doing today? We're doing great. How are you today?
4: I love you, girls. I have two points. All right. Promise not to cut me off. Hello? Hello. Hey, you're you're here. Okay, number one. You guys are spreading a lot of bad information this morning. (laughs) Why is that? The human body does not need animal protein. The human body does not need nut proteins. The human body needs amino acids. What the body has to do with animal protein is break it down into amino acids and rebuild it with the human protein. When you eat fruits and vegetables, the body gets your meal acids directly without having to break it down. So it's more efficient to get your protein, your human proteins, by eating fruits and vegetables. Elephants, gorillas, uh, all the big land animals do not eat meat. They eat Vegetables, grass. So when you tell people they need to eat meat to get protein, that is not true. You're getting second-hand protein. Number two, beets. Before Europeans came to America and discovered sugar cane, they got their sweetness from beets. Beets meat are naturally sweet unless you cook it. Once you cook it, put it in vinegar. Pickle it, it turns bitter. Take your beets, grate it up real fine, and you'll see it's very sweet, just like carrots. If you can't eat a carrot raw, try grating it up real small, spiralizing. It tastes totally different, and they're sweet. Once you cook it, it turns bitter. And I love you ladies. I get my information off of the MD Anderson website. This is not a Google search. I've been searching hospitals. Human beings need amino acids to build human protein. They do not need animal protein, meat, cheese, or fish.
1: Thank you, Frank. And, you know, really that's the point of our show today is that we're talking about the fact that you can get protein sources from non-animal sources. Now, the flip side of that is... If people want to consume an animal source of protein...
5: There are healthier options out there than some of the ways we normally do it. And just simply portions. Um, you know, we, we think we need a whole lot more protein than we really do to stay healthy. Right. Yeah, you
1: know, 16 ounces is often what we see on, on restaurant <laughs> on the menu. menus. It'll be a quarter pounder um, or, you know, there's a 16-ounce ribeye. That, that'll feed a whole family if they're choosing to, to go the meat route with
5: that. So, you know. And for my, for my um, sportsman, A lot of times what we do at my house is deer meat. Um, You know, we have venison, and um, we do have it ground without any extra fat added to Mm -hmm. it. And it's a really nice, lean meat, and it's a great way to sort of add to your spaghetti sauce or add to your... Chili or soups or that kind of thing without adding a bunch of extra mm-hmm. saturated fat. So, so not all quote red meat is bad. You know, if you're if you're thinking in terms of healthier options, right. um, venison is another good choice as well.
1: Yeah, I'm have to try the shredded beets because that's, that's a good one idea. way. I have not tried it. It's a good idea. Um, so we'll have to give that a little whirl and, and try that out. And maybe I can even sneak that in on on the boys and see what they think about that. Because <laughs> uh, especially maybe if I do the golden beet, kind
5: of look like cheese. Maybe they'll. They'll, That's true. They'll go with that, and, and a lot of things on can them. go in a smoothie that you oh, yeah. um, that you hadn't really thought of. I had a. A lady that was putting raw spinach in her husband's smoothie—he had no idea he was enjoying those smoothies. Oh yeah,
1: we do that too. We—I um, <laughs> do one uh, when I teach kids cooking classes. That is um, pineapple mm-hmm. and uh, spinach, and so it, it, they don't see that it has spinach in it. But you know, at the end, it's green, and they're like, "What's going on with that?" And I call it a Grinch smoothie. We usually make it around Christmas time, and so I call it a Grinch. I'm like, "You seen that movie?" And they're like, "Yeah." So this is a Grinch smoothie, and they will chug that sucker down. And they don't realize the fact that they're having, you know, a serving of vegetables in in with that smoothie there. And if you use
5: your Greek yogurt um, as the base for your smoothie, you get a lot of good protein. Twice the amount of protein as regular yogurt. Actually, sometimes they're almost three times right. as much. So, you know, the one I like is about 18, 19 grams in a cup. And so if you use that as the base of your smoothie, you can certainly call that breakfast. Mm-hmm. And it's a good source of protein. It is. You know, I, I've. I'm a great Greek yogurt fan. I usually have
1: vanilla and plain in my fridge at all times because quick breakfast and then savory. People don't often think about yogurt being savory, but I taught a cooking class this past week Mm -hmm. and we did um, a Mexican skillet. And I said, "Okay, let's talk about what we top this with. And so, you know, I brought out some avocado and I brought out some plain Greek yogurt and everybody looked at me weird. They were like, what are you going to do with that yogurt there, lady? Use it like sour cream. Use it like sour cream and it works great. Now, don't put vanilla yogurt on top of your taco. It wouldn't wouldn't work as well. You will be mad at me (laughs) with that. So, you know, I hope our listeners have gotten today that, you know, there may not be one cookie cutter diet plan for everybody and there shouldn't be because we're all different mm-hmm. people but you know you can make better choices at the store and one of those is ways to just start adding in more fruits and vegetables over time and trying them in multiple ways if you think you don't like it I have a friend who does not like any vegetables I mean she's just like I don't I don't eat vegetables I just don't do it and so I say dude have you tried it well no you know and it's just the idea behind it so just get out there and try it you'll find sometimes you'll find something uh uh-uh, uh no I don't like that I'm not gonna eat it but most of the time you'll find a a new favorite out there somewhere and you are one of my favorites and I'm so glad you were on the show. Thank you for having me. I always enjoy being here with you and I love talking food with you and we have had a good time today talking about the Mediterranean diet and if you have questions that you didn't get a chance to uh, get into us you can email me at fit at org. and don't forget to check out the entire Southern Remedy lineup every weekday at 11 on MPB Think Radio.